It's the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. And welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Steve Italiano, and this is the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. Your podcast about uh, the wonderful city we live in and play and do all the fun things in. Um, so today's podcast, um, before we start, I want to touch base here because we, we have a, a fairly profound event in the history of our podcast and we received our first actual listener email that wasn't my wife, uh, to the, to the show. And that was courtesy of Sarah B and Sarah had listened to our serial killers and true crime podcast, uh, to start. And, uh, she had sent in quite a lengthy email, uh, but her, her main uh, point of emphasis on this was we had talked, or at least I had, that the most, most serial killers we seem to identify with their, uh, uh, nicknames, if you will. And, and, uh, my question at that time was, you know, is this to dehumanize them? Is this that? And, uh, very clear headedly because, uh, um, Sarah said, well, you know, we don't know their names when they're committing these crimes. And as we're trying to discover who they are, you got to give them a name. Um, and, um, so very true. So, um, they don't get a real name until they're caught. So that's why they have those names. I guess it's, uh, um, something that, uh, I, I didn't think through when we were talking about it, but that happens when you're doing a live recording, I guess. So, uh, so with that, I'd like to encourage everyone to do one of two things, a couple of things for me. One is if you do have any questions, if you are a listener and you want to send in an email, our email address is listen up MKE at yahoo.com. And that's L I S T E N U P M K E at yahoo.com. Um, in addition to that, if you want to look at our past episodes, we are at listenupmke.podbean.com. And there you can find all our archived episodes and links, um, that we have uh, mentioned, uh, to some of our guests or their businesses or their projects that they're going through. So with that said, uh, last thing I want to mention is if you do see us through iTunes, please give us a rating. Um, I know we're not uh, one of the bigger podcasts out there and, uh, we appreciate anything you can send us. Uh, so if you can leave a comment and a positive rev review on Apple or on Google play or wherever you get this podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. Okay. And now that all my commercials are over and, um, we've thanked Sarah for sending in that first listener email. Um, Sarah, there's a coffee cup coming your way. Trust me, it's coming. Um, I'd like to introduce our guest today. Uh, today we have with us. Mr. John Bronikowski. Welcome, John. Hey, thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. And, uh, John, um, again, in my full disclosure, John and I probably go back farther than we care to remember. Um, yes. <laughs> John and I are, uh, associated through grade school and high school. So, uh, we went, uh, our families went to the same parish, same church. We went to the same schools for 12 years and, uh, it's, uh, recently have reconnected with the joys of Facebook and actually bumped into each other a few years back at some soccer games. And, uh, it's always good to talk to you, John. Yeah, it's great to talk to you, Steve. So John, uh, you're a Milwaukee guy. You like myself educated and grew up in the city. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah, definitely. So like you said, went to the same grade school and high school as you did and went on to go to Marquette University, um, wonderful university in the city and um, got married, you know, to my high school sweetheart, which is awesome. Um, and then we moved out to the burbs when we had kids, um, moved out to the beautiful town of Hubertus. And then we moved into Germantown for a while. And then when my two youngest were seniors in high school, we said, hey, kids, uh, we're going to sell the house and, and we're moving to the Lower East Side. Um, and so so that was one of our best decisions and experiences that we've made. Just, just you know, it, it's, it's awesome. It's a vibrant city. Um, so along all those years, uh, you know, I... I also uh, got into the retirement planning industry and business. So actually, while I was in college, I worked for a small company um, that did retirement planning and, and kind of moved up in that company through the, uh, the business side, became a certified pension consultant. And then at some point, I said, hey, I really love computers. You know, so I got into the systems side of that business. And, you know, so I'm actually still with technically the same company which you know bought out bought out bought out so i've been in that that same industry and company for about oh gosh almost uh, 33 years now um and currently branded as empower retirement um and so it's a really nice nice company based in in denver um but we've got some some offices in the the big green building down on water in wisconsin all right so so Currently, so currently you're residing in the city. Do you guys, do you guys, curious just because this is my, the way the brain works and I did warn you, um, you guys renting yep. or, or did you buy? What's, what's. So, so we did buy. Yeah. So, okay. so we, we bought a condo and we were extremely fortunate to buy at the time when the market wasn't doing great, you know? So, um, uh, you know, the, the market was, was down for a while and, um, very happy with, with where we're at. You know, we're, if, if, if you know the Lower East Side, you know, we're, we're next to, you know, the cheap slice pizza place. Um, and just, and we're also just down the road from Zafiro. So we're on, uh, uh, right off of, uh, of Farwell Avenue. So it's noisy and everything, but you know, the nice thing is there's no, sh there's no snow shoveling for us and there's no lawn mowing. And, you know, if we, if we want a yard, we just go to the lakefront or, or, uh, you know, down to the river walk and the local park. So it's, it's, it's really nice that way. A great area and, and becoming more and more vibrant. Um, it's kind of going through another resurgence down there. Um, I mean, Brady Street, yeah, kinda, especially the Brady and Farwell area, you know, it seems to kind of reinvent itself every couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in the state, it's I know it's the this little area is the most densely populated in the state, and and then if you kind of go down Brady Westward where it turns into Water Street, for years, you know there used to be basically nothing. Right. Essentially, where there used to be a freeway, they knocked it down the Park East corridor, and and boy, you know the the Mandel Company has built some beautiful apartments down there, and there's it's just bringing more folks into the area. All right. So let's, let's back up a little bit. Um, sure. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Four kids, correct? Yes. Okay. And the last two are twins, correct? They are twins. Yeah. Okay. So when you say the last two went off, they, they went off hand in hand. <laughs> uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're the most opposite twins you could ever have, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so 
when you say they went off, did they uh, off to school? Did they did they carry on their education after high school? Yeah, yeah. So so um, you, you know, we basically said, hey, we're selling that house, moving moving down to the east side, and uh, one of the twins actually said, you know what, I want to go to UW Milwaukee, and I kind of want to save some money, so hey, would you mind if I stayed with you, you know, while we're on that college? And, you know, I'm like, sure, sure. That's, that's awesome. Um, you know, he's thinking of financially and all that. And so, hey, yeah, well, by all means, because uh, we're not too far from UW-Milwaukee, just a uh, hop on the bus and up the road. And, and then about six months later, his older brother, uh, who was off at UW-Whitewater, said, you know what? I want to change my major, but UW-Whitewater doesn't have it, but Milwaukee does. Any chance I could come and live with you guys while I'm at UW-Milwaukee? I'm like, yes, but we're going to pull up the old bunk beds, and you're going to bunk it, and you've got one room that you're sharing. Um, so, you know, we say empty nesters, but sort of. Now, now the, the, the youngest got married and et cetera. So we do still have our oldest with us. You know, he's, okay. he's working down here downtown and he's, he's he just got a job, which is awesome in December, but you know, he's, he's out there looking, but, um, kind of uh, personally, you know, my wife and I don't mind, um, having the kids around. So it's, it's kind of nice that way. Okay. So one kind of flew the nest and came back a little bit for a while. At this right. point, you've got the, right. so, and, and is it, uh, is that relationship, is it more like having an, just an extra roommate now, or is it still one of the kids? Um, I would say more like a roommate. Um, and you know, he's, he's to himself, he's very busy with school and work or, or you know, now he's done with school, but he's very busy with work. And, um, so, you know, we actually don't see him a lot, but, um, you know, the nice, one nice thing is, um, we do tend to travel and, um, he is our like Uber driver. If, if we <laughs> arrive to the airport and, and, or, or back. Okay. Um, so, um, so built in help. That's nice. That's nice. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, how now when you, when you were out, now you were out in Hubertus, which is, I mean, that's a good, what, 40 minutes from the city. Uh, yes, yes. Given and, no traffic, it's, it's, it's a track. Yep. Okay. And then Germantown's a little bit closer, but it's still Northwestern suburb and a little, right. little bit of a right. trek into the city. Did you guys find yourself coming into the city and I mean, more so than just for work, uh, coming in for your entertainment or were you just busy raising the family and it never really, never really got into the city much? What was your, uh. No, we would, we would come to the city, you know, and, um, you know, if there's a show or something at Summerfest or, you know, catching a brewer game or, or something like that. Absolutely. But there's, you know, there's always that you got to think about timing, right? right? If you're going to go see, a, a go to a Bucks game on a Sunday night, you know, you're getting home late. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and, and that's actually one thing that we really kind of enjoy and learn is, is, you know, um, you know, now we can, we can get to a seven o'clock bucks game and be home, you know, early, like by nine thirty. Right. You know, if we want to. Oh yeah, that's true. And, and again, you don't have to plan, I guess you don't have to plan your day around it either too much, do you, to get there? Uh, 
you know, and, and the other thing is, you know, we've really kind of figured out, okay, we could walk from here to the Pfizer forum if we were going there, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes we do, but if we don't, we've figured out where all the five hour parking spots are, you know, <laughs> that, you know, it's like you start understanding where to park and where not to park and, you know, um, where you're just never going to get a parking spot. Okay. So, and again, I, I living in the suburbs and, um, and I know, I, oh, I know exactly where you grew up. I know where your parents' home was and where my parents' home was. And, and for the most part, similar living to what, uh, you were doing in Germantown, I would imagine, you know, you had your neighborhood, you had, um, your shopping centers close by or closer, or right. at least on the way to someplace. How does the, uh, the urban experience or living downtown or living in, living in the city, what was the biggest dramatic change that you had? Um, to get used to. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe two things, you know, I would say, um, one was, you know, the diversity, you know, it's, and it's, it's actually really awesome, the diversity, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being able to go to gee, just down the road, you, you know, the uh, Brady street, any given day, you're going to see anybody of any age, you know, there's, you know, there's a, there's a grade school on Brady street, um, uh, all the way up to folks who are, you know, uh, out, out, uh, being walked from St. from, from the, the retirement home over on the lake, you know, so you got all ages and, and all walks of life, you know, both, you know, and you also have to deal with, you know, some of the, the, the struggles, the people who are having struggles, you know? Um, so certainly you see folks who, you know, are homeless, you know, and, and struggling that way. You know, so, mm-hmm. but, but it's all part of that kind of diversity. But I, th- I think the flip side of that is you could go out almost any time of day and there's a lot of people walking around, you know, and we, we, we have noticed that as we've gone back to visit friends, you know, in back in Germantown or Hubertus and it's, you know, it's, it's so quiet, which is actually awesome. You know, it's nice that it's quiet, but there's not people around, you know, right. it's, it's just now it's strange going, going to German down and saying, Hmm, where, where is everybody? So would you say that now as part of that, uh, so do you have a certain feel of it? Just, is there a higher energy level then because there are so many people? I mean, it seems, obviously it seems less sleepy. You're not hearing the crickets chirp. That's for sure. But. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's higher energy and there's some downsides, you know, when, you know, folks are out at night late, you know, uh, racing their motorcycles down, down Farwell Avenue, you know, and you can hear that if you got the windows open in the summer, but, um, uh, but you know, it's, you, you know, you're in the city, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, another question, cause I, this, my, my wife's cousin recently has actually lives almost on top of you. I would think, cause they're like, oh, they're, okay. on, they're on prospect and, and, uh, and Brady. <laughs> so they're very close to where oh. you guys are, sure. um, okay. yeah, but they went from, you know, a 13,000 square, a 1300 square foot house, um, down in Bayview to a 700 square foot condo. Um, I, I, what was that like? I mean, obviously you, you, how large of a place did you get or what, how big was the how big was the downsize? How much stuff did you have to get rid of? Yeah, it was, it was pretty big, you know? And so as we were getting ready to move, you know, fortunately my, my one son who, who, um, 
kind of was working on his, his, you know, he's going to school for finance and accounting. Okay. Um, he, uh, he was all about doing the garage sales, you know, <laughs> and, and getting stuff out. But as we were clearing out the basement of home in Germantown and, you know, it's the old story of, okay, you've got these boxes that you moved in here from Hugh Burnus and you haven't opened, yes. you, you know? Yeah. And so what are you going to do with that stuff? So, um, you know, we, we did get, get rid of a lot. I, I mean, our house in, in Germantown was, oh gosh, 2,500 square feet. So, you know, it was, it was decent, you know, good mm-hmm. enough size for four kids and, and all, and had, you know, a decent yard and a, a sort of a finished basement, you know, but, um, you know, we moved into a place that very, four, it's actually a fairly large okay. um, play, condo for the city. So it's like 18 to 1900 square feet. Okay. Um, with a couple of bedrooms and, and a den, but, um, you know, it, it certainly was a cut down on the space, you know, sure. and, and, you know, the nice thing about a lot of the condo buildings and apartment buildings though, is they'll have, you know, their own workout center. So, okay, now I don't have to have that bike or treadmill that I never use. Right. Okay, right. right. <laughs> or, or as we or, call it the or, very uh, expensive towel hanger. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, or, you know, most of them will have like a kind of a commons room where it has its own kitchen, you know, so we've actually had, you know, we've hosted Easter a couple times in our, in our commons room with, with the families. Um, you know, we could have like, I think one year we had 35 people over for Easter. Hmm. Um, so. Of course, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still doing that in 1400 square feet. So, uh, you know, yeah. you're not impressing me. You're not impressed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, and that is, I think we're, uh, we're talking about downsizing. Um, and, and I think we're getting to the point, um, like I said, the, the age that we are, and I'm starting to see it a little bit. Um, like I said, a lot of the people that I still communicate with, uh, that have kids and, and for people who may or may not listen to this, know that my wife and I don't have any children, so. I kind of rely on everybody else's experience, but you know, the last ones are all in college or graduating college or at that point where they may be, they're out of the house, but maybe they come back for the summers and things like that. Um, when the last kid went off to college or left for school, did you, so you never really had anybody completely leave out of the house. You've always had one kind of in the home now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, So you guys haven't been completely childless yet. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I, I would say yes, but, but I will say the, the one that does live with us is not um, very, uh, again, it's he's family and everything, but you know, it's, right. uh, it, it's not like we're saying, you know, Hey Jake, time for dinner, you know, okay, yeah, <laughs> true. You know he's got he's, his own life and we kind of often during the week, it's, ships in the night or if it's uh uh you know we're we're saying oh hey look at this there's a nice band playing over at the collectivo back room you know we might shout out and say hey jake we're going you want to go and it's typically a no you know because right. who wants who wants to go out with their 53 year old parents right so yeah that's true i i have yet to find 53 year olds that want to go out with me but anyway that's a whole <laughs> other story that's uh that's my dull life so was it a big change 
for you guys? Um, not, I mean, having a family of four, which is, you know, I guess considered a large family these days, not as big as the one you grew up in. I know that, but, um, um, four kids is a lot of kids these days. And there's a lot of, and it seems like they're more active as they're growing up. There's more functions for them to go to or more opportunities for them to do things, um, which sometimes include travel with some of the sports. And I know your kids were very, and yourself also very active in their sporting events. That all disappears. How did you, how did you, how how do you, how do you cope with that? I mean, I was talking to, uh. And it's, it was funny because it just happened to be your sister-in-law. I saw Donna, um, this past week at the, the retirement party for, uh, Dimitri. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I saw her and Paul and, uh, and we were talking kind of about this thing and, um, cause we were discussing, you know, how many kids everybody had cause we haven't seen each other in quite a while. And, uh, she said she once in a while, she sneaks out and goes to a grade school game just because she misses it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, I guess so. You know, you're so used to doing those things. So, uh, there's a big gap there, you know, and then you see a lot of people our age who, you know, they're, they're hitting the 25 to 30 year marriage mark or longer, you know, um, and, and the kids are out and getting married and maybe we're having grandkids, but, um, there's only a couple out there that I know of any that, uh, but, um, it, you see a lot of people then all of a sudden look around the room and look at their spouse and say, you look like somebody I know, but who are you? <laughs> you know, yeah. Because you've been so busy, right? Um, right. 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 So, I mean, you're, you're, t- you're telling me the, you know, the exact story that we kind of went through where, you know, there was one point where all the kids were very busy, you know, with, with sports, you know, and school and jobs and, you know, after school jobs and getting them here and there. And, um, you know, so you find yourself going from, Oh gee, okay. One kid is playing in some tournament in St. Louis and one's doing something in Washington, DC, you know, and it's like you're kind of rushing past each other a lot, you know? And, you know, I, I think for us, we didn't intentionally kind of fill that gap of, of, of time that goes away when, you know, your, your, your kids or your mm-hmm. nieces or nephews are now grown ups and there's no games or recitals to go to, you know? Right. So, um, you know, it was just, we, we had some, we had a, a, an old friend who actually had a place like in the third ward and he had a, a party down there and we're like, wow, this is awesome. So that, that's what triggered us to say, Hey, we should start looking. And so, you know, as, as the kids' lives started settling and mm-hmm. into their own lives, you know, it was like, that was the exact time when we moved, you know, to the Lower East Side downtown area, you know, and then it's, it was like, there's something going on all the time. And so we were, were just like absorbing all those things like a sponge, you know? Okay. Um, and um, so, so, so that's the piece, you know, one piece that we just, filled you know we filled it with okay learning our new digs understanding the area um and then uh you know we started to do a little more travel which is an awesome way you know if you can do it uh to to um uh, you know do new things and, and get out and about um and uh you know i i guess in the past two years one thing i've done is you know 
you probably remember way back in high school, I was one of those nuts who put on shorts and actually ran a lot, you know? Yeah. I never understood. And, Nobody was ever chasing you either. I never understood that. Right. <laughs> and there was no fire or, or, or anything. And, and so, you know, finally you got to our third and fourth kids and it was like, I can't do that anymore. But so like actually last year, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get back into it. So, so now I'm kind of, getting back into that and rediscovering it and, you know, discovering new pains that I've never had before, that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing and how slow I am and, <laughs> and how come the people that used to always beat me in high school are still faster than me now. But, you know, all those wonderful things, but you know, it's, it, it's, it, you know, we, we actually have had the opportunity to kind of just rediscover some things and discover some new things. So is that something that, like I said, it filled that gap of not chasing the kids around? Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's part of it. And then, you know, we did have, we actually did kind of have a chat. My wife and I, Karen, had a chat about it. And they were like, you know what? You know, maybe we need to spend some time giving back too, right? So, mm-hmm. and you know, everybody, everybody has their causes and things that they like to volunteer for. And, and, you know, so we, uh, uh, we, we, uh, go to the parish down here, which is three holy women, you know, so they've sure. got like multiple churches, like almost on every street corner. But, um, you know, we were like, oh, we're looking for an opportunity to volunteer somewhere. And they had like a volunteer night, or we interpret it to be a volunteer night at, at the parish right. over at uh, Father Mike uh, Kitsky's uh, uh, residence. So we go, and it turned out it was like um, we were by far the youngest people there. It was more <laughs> of a it was more of a, a senior citizen night. Okay. So, um, but but we did talk to somebody and they said, "Hey, you need to check out the River West Food Pantry," and you know, so we just said, "Hey, you know." we've got some time. Let's fill it with that. And I will say if anybody has the opportunity, um, go there for one Saturday morning and spend some time. The, the, the folks, Vincent and Sam that run it are awesome. They're, they're just so positive and, and, you know, often they get, you know, Girl Scout troops and, 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 uh, high school students come in for, for, for a Saturday to help out. And it's just really just an awesome experience. And is that something people can show up for or do they need to call ahead or is there a contact or a website that would follow that? Yeah. So, so they certainly have, I know they're on Facebook um, and they've got their time there, you know, the River West food pantry Mm -hmm. and um, you don't have to call ahead. Um, You can just show up and they'll give you a sticker to put on your chest and and it's, it's just a real neat setup, you know, and, um, uh, you, you know, you have to hear Vincent or Sam tell it, you know, uh, how they go, but it's more about, about a community, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, just some people going to give it's, it's really everybody there's there to give and everybody there's there to take, you know, and receive mm-hmm. and, and be grateful. So it's, 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 it's awesome. It's, it's a really nice, uh, a nice setup and, and, uh, in more places like that in town. Right. The, um, and it is, it, it, it's a true food pantry for people in need kind of thing. It's not a co-op or a. Right. Right. So it's, yeah. And, and so, 
you know, they do get, uh, they work with some of the larger uh, um, uh, food pantries um, uh, in the area uh, or, or food, I'm not sure what they call them. <laughs> um, but so basically they get it set up like a, a little store, you know, and, um, uh, you know, they actually have, folks from the culinary school over at UW Milwaukee come in and do, do cooking uh, presentations based on, you know, oh, gee, if it's zucchini, that's the vegetable of the week. They'll do something with zucchini or something like that. But it's, oh, okay. it's, 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 it's really a nice setup. And, and again, the, the folks that run it are very motivational. Okay. So they, they do a lot more than just hand you a bag of food. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And, uh, and I'll put a link to this, uh, in our, on our main page, but it's riverwestfoodpantry.org if you're interested. Anybody who wants yeah. to go to that and look at that, um, they've got a really nice website. Holy cow. Um, they do, you know, and they <laughs> also have a, they have their own farm that they started now. And so it's just a really, you know, they, they're all about helping the community and making sure that we've got a good community. Sure. So you guys didn't have much of a, um, uh, to to put it uh, in the vernacular, you never had an oh shit moment. What are we going to do now? Uh, what? We- <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I because I, I imagine that being me that uh, if if there ever comes a day when I can retire or if we uh, um, you know have a, a major life change where it's kind of like, what do I do now? Uh, <laughs> kind of thing. But you're both still working, right? That's that is. A yeah, good chunk so, of days. Yeah, so we're both still working, and um, it, it, you know, Karen loves her job. You know, she's she's very busy with it. She's gotten to a point where she's she's traveling a ridiculous amount this year, but she really enjoys it. Um, and I actually have gotten the okay from her um, that hey, I can retire in two years. Oh, um, which is awesome. Now. You gotta fully understand. I got that okay from her five years ago, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's there's still a two year horizon, so yeah. it's, it's this moving window, and I think the window's moving like for a very long time yeah. yet. So, so, so yeah. I mean, we're both uh, you know working full time. Um, I we also do we spend some time actually out in the Denver area, um, so we, we have a place out there now where that um, my parent company's out there, so I can spend some time with my, my, my staff and all, but, um, so especially in months where it's dark here, we, we like to go out there and, and spend some time. But, um, so it, it's all a matter of keeping busy and, and getting busy with what you like to do. Excellent. Excellent. So, so the move to a more urban center, a tight, I should say, or maybe a more populated cluster. Um, right. Right. Like you said, you've had some adjustment, but was that, was that like, oh my God, did you like wake up one night when the sirens are going off and think, oh my God, what did we do? (laughs) Or has, uh, has, has it been mostly, or uh, has it just been a total positive experience? So so I would say, you know, mostly, mostly positive, you know, and, and part of it was we spent probably a year and a half finding the right place and really doing a lot of homework and really, you know, 
part of me thinks all the way back into high school, you know, where, you know, we went to high school on the East side, but you know, I was a West sider, so I wasn't cool, you know? And so part of it is like, I used to love in high school being able to hop the bus down to Brady street and just hanging out, you know, you know? And so part of it might be that my old childhood memories and, and all that and the expectations, but there's, there's been some, some hard times, you know, and rough times too, you know, Mm -hmm. we've, um, you know, there's, um, there was one time about, oh gosh, a year and a half ago where, so I will have to say my wife and I still play Pokemon Go, but a year and a half ago when it was a hot game, um, we went out for a little walk and to catch Pokemon, right? Uh-huh. On our phones. And, uh, so we get out, uh, to the, the Walgreens by Brady and, oh, there's a young lady who's, had taken the wrong thing and was lying on the ground. And so, you know, those are the things that, you know, kind of strike you and, and kind of shake you a little bit. And so, Mm. you know, fortunately we were there at that time to, you know, say, Oh, this person's in trouble. And, and fortunately it's a very busy area and some couple other folks came by too. And one of whom was actually a pharmacist. And so, um, you know, we were able to get, get the emergency folks over, you know, and, and in time and, you know, but it's, you know, that's, that's, that's also part of living in a city, you know, and you've got all sorts of folks and, and, um, but, but sometimes you got, you get those shocking moments where you're like, boy, some people are just on the edge, (laughs) you know, and it's, it, it can be a little sad. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess uh, two things that come to mind, uh, for us, um, for me anyway, personally is number one, uh, that happens more often than you probably care to know. And being in a denser population, you may see it more often cause it'll appear to be happening more often, but there's just more people. So, I mean, the frequency of it per thousand people is probably the same. And having grown up in the suburbs, I, I think it goes on. You just don't see it on the street. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's the other thing is, um, where it happens behind closed doors more possibly, but, um, right. Right. Um, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, it's funny cause I talk to people and it seems, um, it, it always seemed like people moved further and further out from the city. They didn't want to be associated with the city. They didn't want to be near the city. Um, and they were, to put it, I guess they were, they were afraid of the diversity. They liked the homogenousness of maybe the suburbs and the income level and the fact you could hide behind a door and kind of have your own little zone, if you will. Um, what, what do you say to people like that when, when they say, you know, how can you live downtown? <laughs> you know, there's this going on. There's that going on. You know, you, any minute you can, you know, step off the curb and somebody can attack you or whatever. Um, you seem to people, I think, take that, let their fears run wild. And what do you, what do you say to somebody like that? Who may say, what are you crazy? You moved downtown. What's your response to that? Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think, I think there's history, right. And, and, I think the city has changed dramatically. Um, so, you know, over on, um, uh, 
there's a place called Lakefront Brewery that that um, gosh, so, I don't know if it was it's on Commerce Street, yeah, right, right over on Commerce, and and when they they moved in there, they they bought their building for a dollar because you know the city didn't think anybody else would build there on Commerce Street because it was just one of the worst unsafest areas in the city, right. and and right now, you, you know, you know, last night as I was over there. Up, up on top of Commerce Street, up over on Hubbard, at, at uh, with my family doing the old Mother's Day celebration. Um, um, you know, that's such a it's a very nice area now, almost too nice. You know, <laughs> yeah, you almost you can't almost can't afford it. It's uh, I, I love I love that picture they show you um, of Commerce Street the day they moved in when you take the tour at Lakefront. Yes. Yes. And, and it's overgrown with, it looks like a prairie scene. It's like overgrown grass and you're expecting to see a tumbleweed blow by in that picture. Um, so, I mean, that's been a big success story. Thank God. But yeah, you know, we, um, you talk about how the city has changed and I, I mean, I think it's, it's all for the, it's amazing to me to see areas that, you know, we would never go to when we were teenagers or younger or areas we would go to visit. I mean, my grandmother always lived on the East side and Italian. Okay. A little, little, little bit of, uh, stereotyping there, but you know, we would drive down Brady street to go to, um, Humboldt and take Humboldt down to go to my grandmother's house when we were in grade school. And it was a little sketchy, you know, especially in the seventies, you know, <laughs> to the point where it was like, we didn't go out and play in, at grandma's house, you know, not that she was in a bad neighborhood, but it was, you know, the late sixties, early seventies, and you never knew what was going to be walking by. And, and now you go past that areas and it's all the new condos, you know, it's, you know, Humboldt and Ogden and where they tore the old, you know, where they were going to put up the East West freeway and never did. And, and, right, um, right. you know, that the old stomping grounds and now you drive through there and you like, said, you go down the river and it seems like, the river that when we were kids, you're surprised it didn't catch on fire. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and now, and now everybody wants a riverfront condo, you know, it's like, and, and yep. people are boating up and down. Um, yeah, you, you, you see the, the local colleges and some high school kids are out sculling and do, doing all that on the river. And, um, you know, there's during the nice days in the summer, they've got, you know, uh, the, the kayak vendors kind of getting pop-up tents at various areas on the river and people hopping on the river and kayaking and of course it's Milwaukee. So a lot of folks are, are kayaking from bar to bar, yeah. you know, but <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so nice to see for as far as we've come, I, I think we have a, a we, we've got quite a bit more to go. You know, my wife and I were, uh, in uh, Cleveland, I'm trying to think, when was this? Oof. We did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing, and we stayed right downtown Cleveland. And have you, you've been, I take it, or have you not? I have not been in okay. Cleveland, no. Um, and they had, you know, so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to them, they had just opened up the new Brown Stadium. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is right next door to Brown Stadium, and then they have their Discovery World Museum right in that same area. So it's right on... Uh, the shore. I mean, literally, if you walk out the back yeah. door of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you get wet. Okay, I'm just saying. Just don't, <laughs> just watch your step. Right. You're gonna. Um, 
but, um, you know, their whole area that they used to call the flats, which was, was the warehouse district on the lake where you'd have the storage warehouses and the boats would pull up and, um, they turned into an entertainment district and it was beautiful. I mean, restaurants and water taxis and, and, um, you know, and that was at least 2008. I mean, it's gotta be at least 10, 11 years ago that we did that trip, if not longer. So it seemed like they were so much far ahead. I'm like, well, why is Milwaukee doing this kind of thing? You know, um, you know, I mean, I, 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 the thing I do appreciate about Milwaukee too, is how we have preserved the lakefront for the public. Right. Right. That's, that is one thing where, you know, it would be very difficult with, with current laws in place to, to, you know, put something new up on the lakefront, which is, which is, I, I, I appreciate that totally. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying we commercialize the lakefront, please don't take that as what my comment meant, but it was, you know, how do, how do you get people to come to, to these areas and how do you get people to enjoy them and what do you put there? And, but I, the, the river has been kind of taken that, that place, if you will. Um, I mean, you can, like you said, you can do, you can kayak hop, bar hop with a kayak, um, <laughs> um, which, which is really like I said, on, on a piece of water that, like I said, you wouldn't want to get within 10 feet of, you know, right. 30, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I guess I got to keep making it longer because we keep getting older. Um, what, uh, for you now being, being downtown and what do you find is the biggest advantage for you being in that area? What do you, what do you find the most appealing? If you had to pick one thing that said, Hey, you got to come downtown and live down here because what? Um, oh gosh. You know, uh, I'll throw out, but there's a lot of things, but I, I, um, you know, I live by my stomach. So, you know, (laughs) there's so many interesting and, you know, uh, diverse and great restaurants, you know, and okay. some are, you know, some are, you know, crazy expensive, but some are like, really hooligans. You still have like this awesome food and it's still less than 10 bucks, you know? Right. Um, so, so that's, there's just so many, you know, interesting restaurants, you know, and I only have to, you know, go across the street <laughs> to get Thai food or if I want a little bit better Thai food, no offense to the Thai food across the street, you know, right. I, I can go about, you know, three blocks down and, and, and get, get, you know, my favorite Thai food down there. Or, um, so, so I really think there's just like so many interesting restaurants and, you know, as is in that industry, there's always turnover, mm-hmm. you know, so you see restaurants like, um, Oh, Mima's, you know, went away. Yes. Uh, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago. But you know what? Uh, a, a great restaurant popped in the same space, you know? And um, so it's, that, that's one thing that I really, really enjoy about the area, you know, among many, many other things. But that that's, it's just so easy to, to hop out, grab a slice, you know, um, grab a bowl, whatever. Um, and, uh, and it's easy to do. Now, um, 
one topic we've never really touched on um, on my podcast, but I'm I'm, I'm curious because I have yet to ride it. Um, being somebody who lives in the urban setting, what are your thoughts on our our new streetcar? Yeah, so the first couple of weeks it was out, I bet I rode it uh, 15, 20 times. So, so um, I feel, I actually feel it's it's very worthwhile for the city. Mm-hmm. But, but right now it's just a starter, right? I mean, it's just this small little, it's almost an amusement ride. Um, but I think it's really good for the city. And um, if it can be expanded, you know, at, at, at some point, at some point, right. Mm-hmm. Um, car usership is going to be going down. Right. And at some point is not too far in the future. I know, um, at, uh, here's an advertisement uh, for, uh, I don't know if you know the, the site Bloomberg news, but they mm-hmm. get, they have great, they have great metrics and they, they do great stuff with data. And, you know, they're saying, you know, come, I think it's 2025, even in China, car usership and, and ownership is, is going to start plummeting, you know? And so, you know, are we going to be prepared for that? You know, and you look at folks today, young folks today, you know, gosh, if like my son, right. And so he lives downtown, he works downtown. Uh, my, my daughter, she, she, she lives, um, uh, downtown and works over at, uh, the courthouse, you know? Okay. And so, you know, they don't need cars, right? So, so they just hop on the bus um, or, or walk on a nice day, you know, to work and back. And um, uh, financially, it's great for them, you know? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that financial burden um, isn't there, especially if you so have a little I bit think of student it, loan. Yeah, I, yeah. so I, th- I think it's a great idea. Um, I just think it's it's too small right now. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if you know, I wanted to go to a place in the third ward. Well, now I can walk down there to, uh, down the street, hop on a hop and just take it to the third ward quick and take it back. But, um, as opposed to driving and finding a spot to park in the third ward, which is crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's... So I, I do, I do like it, but it's, you know, there's, <laughs> I, I, there's a cost to it, right? Oh, <laughs> well, right. Right. That's the, um, and, and, you know, I, I, you can't eat the elephant all in one bite, unfortunately. And right. it seems again, I, I'd agree. It seems like an amusement ride right now because it doesn't really, it, the loop is so small and doesn't really go anywhere. And did you see, there was a picture, I think that they posted in the journal Sentinel when the Cubs were in town, there were some Cub fans waiting for the hop, not realizing it didn't take them to the stadium. You know, there was no stadium line, so. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> like, boys. No, but, you know, I, I think the next, you know, there's a couple more short routes, you know, and they've mm-hmm. already kind of made some progress on that lakefront right. route, which, you know, that's, that's a great way for people to get on down to the lakefront if they're in the city already. Right, if they're already right. in the city, yeah. Well, it's like I said, unfortunately, we can't eat the elephant all in one bite, and I think if we went, if we could have gone whole hog and said, okay, here's, where it's going, here's what it's going to replace. Here's the bus routes it's going to take care of. Um, here's how efficient it's going to run. Um, I, I think we would have had a lot more buy-in, but it was so small and the cost seemed so large at first. Um, and, and like I said, I haven't run into it yet. So my wife for a while, she was working downtown 
and, uh, during the construction. And then just as they finished it up, her offices moved out to Waukesha. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so she hasn't hopped on it yet. And we, like I said, we, we don't, we don't get downtown much. We're still kind of out here on the West side. So, but, um, but you think long-term it's going to benefit the city once it gets to where it needs to go and is it, will it be worth the cost? Yeah, so I don't know about the answer to that second question. Okay. You know, do I think it's, it will benefit the city? I, I think so. You know, I think what they need, what will help is to get a line that goes out west, right? Right. Um, you know, out into the Tosa area. Because quite frankly, I would love to be able to hop on something and go out to Tosa, downtown Tosa, or, you know, that kind of east side of Tosa on North Avenue. There's all sorts of kind of cool things. Yeah, a lot of stuff um, popping up in Tosa, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, or, or extending it north up into the North Shore a bit, up to UW-Milwaukee. But right. so, so so I think there's a lot of benefits to that. Um, you know, what's hard to tell is, you know, how much is it going to, you know, help city businesses and such, you right. know, I mean, there's, I think there's anecdotal evidence that it is, but, um, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. Right. You know? Well, you can't predict, you know, I guess one thing that I, you know, we were such a mass transit oriented city till the fifties when the buses came out. Right, uh, as far right. as a train or light rail or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we had lines all over the place servicing everything. I mean, you could go from downtown up to Cedarburg, you know, if you needed to, you could get down to Racine if you needed to, uh, and you could get West out to Waukesha if you needed to. Um, mm -hmm. and then all points in between. And as I guess taking, and, and you could see the growth of the city along those lines, cause that was the transportation hub. Well, the freeway comes in, the buses come in and. I mean, you didn't have the opportunity anymore to take mass transit if you lived out in those areas or moved out there because it dis first of all, the rail disappeared and then the bus line stopped at the city, you know? So I, I, I think with the younger people and having the financial burdens they have, like you said, your kids don't own cars and I think our generation, the first thing everybody, I almost, almost to a, to a person the first thing everybody did when they got out of college and got their first paycheck was go to a car dealership and get a new car. You know, <laughs> right, I mean, right. it was, I mean, part of it was we're sick and tired of driving junk, but also it was, you know, uh, this is kind of, I've made it, I can start spending my money if you will, or I could start. Um, and, and that's just not happening anymore. Um, you know, we got kids that are 19, 20, 21 years old that don't have driver's licenses. Because what do I need a license for? I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to own a car. Um, right. Or, or maybe they have a license and it's, hmm, do I want to buy a car? Or, gee, I live in an area where I can I can rent right. a zip car for a day if I need to, right, you know, right. go out somewhere. Right. You know, or, or, gee, if I need to just get across town one day or twice a month, hmm, I'm going to Uber or Lyft. You know? Right, right. That was... Uh... Um, I actually did. I actually contracted my first Uber this weekend, so I was kind of proud of myself. I downloaded, oh, awesome. downloaded the app, and and it was funny because we were in Madison for graduation this past weekend. So I mean, it was a ten minute drive, and it was like eight dollars. You know, it's like why wouldn't you Uber everywhere? You know, <laughs> for eight dollars. You know, but um, 
anyway, I regress. But, um, so with, with moving into the city, have you, obviously you had to be a two car family when you were in the burbs. Um, have you gone down to one vehicle or no vehicle yet? Or what, what are you guys, how are you guys handling that? So no, we, 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 we haven't. So I do have, uh, still driving my 2011 Nissan Juke. Love it. Great city car. <laughs> it's tiny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and Ken actually works out, uh, out in, uh, uh, kind of like West Tosa. So okay. the West Tosa area. So she the industrial um, park or the innovation park or yeah. Innovation park. Okay. So, so she does need her car. And then, um, uh, we've got a, a third car that we've, that we're parking in the garage here as well. So that's, that's the other thing is we do have three spots in our garage. Okay. Um, so, so we so don't have to dealing with parking. Parking, right? Okay. Right. Parking on the street, moving it on snow days, right. all that fun stuff. So, okay. So you're, you're still, you're still running the metal then. Okay. So, um, right. All right. Now you said you're in financial planning and do you get a lot of people our, well, let's call it our age. I mean, you know, the people that are coming up in the empty nesters who have no idea what to do anymore. I mean, they've, <laughs> they've saved their kids college. They've helped them pay for college or, or maybe they, uh, you know, finally paid off their house. What, what's the, what's the biggest downfall or what's the biggest mistake empty nesters make when it comes to their financial planning and they hit our age? What do you see as uh, the biggest problem? Oh gosh. So, so just, you know, full disclosure, you know, I'm, I'm not on that financial planning side okay. anymore. You know, I, I, I got into oh, the system, right, yeah. but the company I work for, a company I work for is, is all about retirement plans and administration and planning. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, I think, you know, some of those, some of those mistakes, there's, there's actually a, a few mistakes and, and one happens early, right? The one that happens early is that you don't start when you're young, right. you know, saving, you know? Um, but I think as, I think maybe it's as folks get to our age, it might be underestimating some things that happen in retirement and how long money lasts. And, um, you know, so you say, well, you know, there's, there's, um, going to be health costs, right, in retirement. So, you you, you, you know, that's going to be a little more costly, right? Mm -hmm. So, you say, well, I'm going to try to be more healthy, right? And so, if you go down that route and say, okay, I'm going to be more healthy, so my health costs aren't as high, you know, nothing's guaranteed, obviously, but right. but then you're going to live longer, right? <laughs> and so, you're going to need more money to live longer. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, what, what a lot of the, the companies of my own and uh, – and, and, and the other providers out there are doing now um, for, they're kind of switching from having just those employers as being their clients to have actually having the participants in all these retirement plans as their clients, you know, and they're trying to provide all, a lot of those metrics, you know, on their websites. Um, so you can, you know, if you've got, if you're in a 401k plan, or if you're in a, uh, an IRA with a, a company, a larger company or something that has a nice website, you know, they're, they're going to be able to, to kind of show you like, okay, where do you stand? Where do you stand against your, 
your peers of your age and, and peers that are in your industry. Um, and, and so those are really good things that are coming out now, mm-hmm. you know, in the retirement industry is that things are really getting to the data and metrics. So you can say, Oh, gee, Okay, for people that are 53, I'm like at the 45th percentile. Maybe I got to think about that a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I so so really, I think that that the big mistake is to look at and say, you know, gee, I have this big dollar amount in re- my retirement savings that looks big to me, you know, mm-hmm. but does that really translate into how much I'm going to need? Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of math to do, you know, and then after days like today where people's 401ks may have become 301ks, you know, with the market <laughs> dropping, um, um, you know, um, you know, I, I guess that's, that's the second thing that I've heard a lot of folks do is they get nervous. Oh, the market dropped, you know, right. so hmm, I'm too nervous. I'm going to get less conservative. I'm going to pull out of the stock market funds, you know, right. and well, you know, well, that's, uh, uh, you're, you're in it for the long haul. So, <laughs> right. Right. I mean, um, there's, there's being prudent and then there's being, um, you know, I, I, I go at it pretty aggressively because I am one of those people check the box didn't start early enough. So, you know, I, I, I go pr- at it pretty aggressively and, and I know I'm taking hits, but sometimes, you know, the rewards are greater than what you take the hit on. If again, if you consider it's going to be, I, I, unfortunately, my wife hasn't given me a, a two year window. She's given me a two decade window before I can retire. <laughs> so, um, and that horizon keeps moving also. So I think her next husband will be spending my money, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so after she plants me, but anyway, um, yeah, that's, uh, it, it, you gotta, yeah, I, day traders drive me crazy. When I hear people say, oh, I did this today and I made that today. And I, well, but what are you making in the long run? You know, long run, if you add up all your losses and gains, you're probably even anyway. So big deal. So, um, do you miss the financial planning end of it? Or are you really happy being that you're in systems now? So you don't have to deal with that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't miss it per se. (laughs) Um, um, and and part of it is I'm, I'm in the same industry, you know, so, so everything I learned kind of on that, what we would call the business side of things, like how retirement plans work and, and how money works, you know, is very useful. And, and, and from, from the system side, you know, I, you know, I'm more on the kind of like we're developing program side as opposed to okay. building out big servers and stuff and, and, and moving servers around, you know, I'm so, so, that business knowledge does transfer for me at least into, into my job. So, okay. Um, but do I miss it? No. And, and, you know, certainly, you know, uh, I got to apply that knowledge currently, you know, and, right. and, and into what we're doing, but, um, so uh, you don't miss the craziness of it. I would no, think. no. So it's just a whole new craziness, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bits and bytes instead good, of dollars know? and cents, right? So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you know, and, and I think one thing, though, is, you know, people have different risk tolerances and nervousness tolerances, you know, mm-hmm. and, and from what I've seen, like, so many retirement plans offer things like what they call managed accounts. In other words, 
you know, somebody who you can call that's, you know, either um, uh, uh, providing your retirement plan that has an ear and they can help you with, okay, they'll actually do a risk analysis and say, you know, how do you feel about if the market drops? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? And then they can kind of coach you into, you know what, we think you probably do want to have somebody managing the accounts in your plan or, or maybe you don't, you know, but, but that's a service that a lot of, of retirement plans and providers um, have out there now. And, and, you know, it's, it's typically going to be, I feel less as if you're getting it through your, your employer's retirement plan, as opposed to if you're doing it out on your own and, and, and signing up by yourself. With oh, somebody. sure, sure. Yeah, any, well, just being a group, right? Kind of very much like health insurance. It's cheaper for a group than right. it is for the right. individual. So, um, and yeah, we're, we're fortunate that, uh, that's what we have where I, where I'm employed. So that, uh, that helps me because I, I can do math and I could probably do math fairly well if I wanted to. I just don't like to. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Tell me what I need to do. What's looking at this, what's looking at that and trying to do trends and do charts and things. And this is never anything that, uh, interests me. So, um, so, uh, so right now, uh, so your current situation is you got the, the missus and one child living at home. Or living in the condo, right. I think I shouldn't say living right. at home, but yep. uh, living downtown. So all in all, would you say, is this something you would strong would strongly recommend to most people um, who have a little bit more of a vibrant lifestyle? I mean, I, you know, you think of the, the suburbs and, uh, okay, I'm going to ask you a question here that has nothing to do with this. So don't mind me as I come back around to it. I apologize. But how do you feel about your neighborhood? Let's put it that way. And I'm going to go back to the time when we were younger, grade school. You knew everybody on your block, didn't you? You knew who lived across the street. You lived who knew who lived next door. Maybe your parents socialized with them. And I know growing up in the neighborhood that I did, that was my dynamic. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, um, right. You know, and I, I can remember, you know, the families that, you know, had, you know, children that were older than our family at the time. And, you know, we would get their hand-me-downs, you know, right. we would, you know, and so the swap were, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I had the unfortunate, um, I had the unfortunateness of having like one of the older kids in the black be a, a Vikings fan. So, yeah. you know, I would get his old Vikings stuff, which wasn't good. Right? Yeah. Not, not something you want to have in Wisconsin. So, right. um, but, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, living in a, in a condominium building, certainly, you know, it's, it's got its own community, right? And mm -hmm. so it's a wide range of ages, not very many children, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's the one difference I think in a, in a condominium building. There's at least in the city here, in our building, there's not a lot of children. There's certainly some, some children who are, you know, two years or younger, um, but, you know, a, a lot of different folks, you know, mm -hmm. so, and we, we watch out for folks too, you know, so sure. there's, there's some elderly folks in the building, you know, and there's some younger folks. And, um, uh, so it's, you, you know, you, you know, a lot of folks in the building on, you know, on Thursdays, Thursday evenings, there's always the community room get together that, you know, you, you bring your own, 
snack and bottle and, and you share and talk. And so it's, you know, there's, there is that, there is some sense of community, okay. you know, and there's also those folks that you're like, do you live here? <laughs> when yeah, they get yeah. on the elevator, you know? <laughs> Oh, who are you coming? Who are you, who are you coming to visit? <laughs> well, there's those folks who are like, you know, I'm like, uh, what floor do you want on the elevator? You know, I'm pushing my button and they're getting on, and they're like, oh, floor ten. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, so you're my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> that, so, so I've had that embarrassing moment, but but um, so that's yeah, a different sort of community. Um, but. Uh, you know, it's, it's just different, you know, and, and I would absolutely recommend it, um, for, for folks, you know, and there's like, like I said, there's things you miss, right. Sometimes like I do actually miss cutting the lawn, right. Cause I, I, I did enjoy that, but. Oh, you're one of those. Um, okay. That's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm kidding. And, and I never had a great looking lawn, but I did enjoy getting out there. So, yeah, yeah. but you know, so the whole yard thing. You know, you don't have it anymore, so you got to find a way to have a yard. Um, uh, but, you know, you're just a, a short walk away from parks and you're a short walk away from art museums. You know, if, if you, you know, yeah. it, again, it's, it's, it's quick to go and see things that you yeah. want to see. And, and there's a lot of, like, inexpensive things around town, too. The... Um... Uh, I guess one thing I was going to bring up, it's funny because you probably have more of a community in your condo complex than I have on my block here. I, I know the neighbors on either side of me and behind me because we're on an alley, um, but that's as far as we go. Um, <laughs> it seems like that, um, and again, not having children, I guess, kind of, you're, you're not forced because the kids aren't playing together. And I want to say forced, but you know, to meet parents, to meet other kids and, and be that. But it seems like... Um, even though we're in a quote unquote neighborhood and you would expect people to be friendly. I don't think people get to know their neighbors as much as they used to. Um, and whether that's, you know, the fear of stranger danger that we teach kids sometimes, or, um, so the fact that you're, like I said, I, when we all come home from work, I would imagine there's a, there's a cluster of activity on the elevator, people coming and going at more common times and not, you know, cause I mean, people going to work and right. this time the elevator is right. busy. So you, you have a tendency to run into that neighbor because of your close quarters and of course your common use of the elevator and stuff. Right. Uh, right. We're here, you know, we all get in our garages and open the door and get in our, while we're in our cars and drive out and maybe honk and wave at somebody whose car you recognize and hopefully, you know, it's somebody from the neighborhood, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> So it actually sounds like it's more of a community and then we're getting more into that, get to know your neighbors kind of thing, uh, as you get into that type of living situation. But. Yeah, it, it can be. Yeah. Um, and, um, you, you know, you know, the thing is that once you get outside, you know, onto the streets, well, it's, it's a little bit less, right. You know, of, of, sure. of that sort of community, but, you know, it's, it's, it is interesting. You have, you see some of the same folks out every day, you know, that, um, aren't in your building, but okay. You know, you've got the OCD guy who is constantly cleaning up the street, which is awesome, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, and so you chat with him, but you know, it's, right. uh, um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. Cool. And you start getting to know, like, like I think I mentioned my wife and I eat out way too much, but, 
you know, there's, um, you know, there's a, a wonderful restaurant, Elephant Cafe, that if, if we walked down there tonight, um, if, if our waitress was there, she would automatically stop at a table with the Lakeland IPA. <laughs> okay. And she'd say, oh, hey, you want the me hang level four today? Okay. <laughs> you know, so that kind of thing. You know, the, you start making some of those, those, connections. those connections too. In your neighborhood. Excellent. Right. Well, um, John, I want to thank you for taking the time out and talking to me about, uh, I want to call it a big life change, but for changing your situation and changing your life and, and, uh, discussing how wonderful it is to live in a city was that's as vibrant and growing as ours is. Um, I, I do want to, we did talk earlier and just, uh, to help promote it because you are quite the restaurant goer. Um, hopefully we're gonna get some contributions from you for, uh, some restaurant reviews in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so we will be hearing from you. Great. So if, listeners, you can tune into that. John's, uh, well, well, John's eating habits will be greatly documented and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and put out on the airwaves here. So we do appreciate that. So, um, so John, again, thanks again. Um, say hello to your lovely wife, Karen, for us. Um, I will. and, uh, uh, it's been, uh, are you planning on going to the reunion? Are you, are you planning? You guys hit those, don't you? When they come around? Uh, yeah, we, we try to the big ones, right? Yeah. yeah so, uh, we won't tell how many years this one's going to be. So yeah. we'll just let that slide. We won't want people on many, that, many, many. So, uh, but I, again, thank you for taking the time out. I do appreciate, uh, appreciate that very much for you taking a time of your evening and away from your family to, to do this and help, uh, talk about, like I said, what's, what's going on and, 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 uh, the great things that are going on here in the city. So. Yeah. Great talking to you. Steve. Great talking with you again. So again, this has, uh, been John Bronikowski and our guest today and my, I'm your host, Steve Italiano. And I want to thank everyone for taking time out and, uh, listening to our podcast. So again, we are at listenupmke.podbean.com where you'll find links, uh, to past episodes. Also, we'll have a link there to that, uh, River West Food Pantry, uh, website if you wish to go there. And, um, uh, again, reminding you to uh, please leave a review. Um, well, let's leave a good review. If you give us five stars, I'd appreciate that. And you can do that through Google play and through, uh, the Apple store. Uh, so keep us in mind and, uh, we've got more episodes coming up this month. Uh, we'll be recording more episodes this month. So we'll have a little bit more frequency on our regular, uh, release schedule and, uh, you can catch up with us then. So thanks again for listening and have a good night. <laughs>